Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thanks for joining us here on the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. In this episode, you are going to hear Rob and Wheelhouse talk about the Astros winning their third straight American League West title. George Springer, could he have been the MVP if he wouldn't have gotten hurt? What is up with Wade Miley? Will he even be on the playoff roster? Garrett Cole versus Justin Verlander. Who's going to win the Cy Young? And speaking of Garrett Cole... Wheelhouse and his son had the pleasure of meeting Garrett Cole recently, and he's going to tell you a little bit about that. And then we'll look at the pitching matchups against Seattle. You got Garrett Cole and Grinky taking on Seattle in that short two game series. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Rob and Wheelhouse show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rob and Wheelhouse show. You are getting the dynamic duo today, Rob and Wheelhouse, together again. Wheelhouse, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, I had a long day at work. I didn't think we were going to do it. I actually tried to try to get you to do it with the other guys, but there was no takers. Uh, so it's me and you. Hey, man, we're back together again. Uh, I'm ready. How about you? Dude, dude, I was born ready. Like Carlos Correa said in 2015, I was born for this moment. He was born and raised to play baseball. That's all that guy did, and that's why he's so good. I agree. But we're not here to talk about Carlos Correa, are we? We are not, believe it or not. Topic number one. Let's just dive right into it. The Astros, American League West champions, Three straight times, and here's what I got to say about it. It wasn't exciting, like, because you knew they were going to do it. And I have to admit that as soon as they had the game wrapped up, me and my wife went to the movies. Am I a bad fan for not sticking around to watch them celebrate? Because to me, there's much more to accomplish and much more to celebrate than winning a division. No, man, dude, you've, you've, you've got to, I think at the end of the day, um, I think the Astros would probably commend you for that because they would say that family is more important than sports and life with the wife is always bigger than baseball. And so I think that's great that you did that. I definitely commend you for that because most sports enthusiasts um, would put that on hold or tell their wife that she's got to wait. And so I think you're honorable man for doing that, sir. Well, thank you. My wife is number one. Astros number two. I guess there's other people. So let's just say family <laughs> number one. But the Astros are close second. I agree. I mean, they mean a lot. They mean a lot to me. But like I said, you know, they're just celebrating winning the division. And it's not like 
it's not like they clinched it in the last day. It's not like you didn't know they were going to do it. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm, I, well, I, well, I think that, you know, I think the game pretty much got out of hand, you know, towards the beginning. I mean, I mean, they didn't just beat the Angels. Like, they, they pounced on them. And, you know, JV's performance was just absolutely dominant, even though he didn't record 15 strikeouts or throw a no hitter. He was still right. he was still JV, and then I mean the bats just, good lord! I mean, talk about on fire! I mean, if you know what was it like two or three weeks ago? People were talking about how oh I'm worried about the bats. I'm worried about the lack of offense. This is a big concern in our bullpen, and like all these freaking just just naysayers and just these nincompoops out there, just talking about how oh the sky is falling, and man if we face someone other than other than, um, you know, the Twins in the first round, we're going to have a hard time. And I'm like, calm that, you know what, down, people, you know? Yeah. I mean, dude, they're hitting their stride. And, I mean, they're they're going to play these next two series just – I think they're just going to just run ruckshot of these, of these next two opponents. So, it's funny that you say that about where are the bats because I had pulled up – the Astros stats just so I could look at George Springer stats for a, a future segment here in a few minutes. Okay. And, and I look at the top of the page, it says hitting MLB number one, Houston Astros, two seventy six batting average as a team, eight fifty one OPS as a team, 277 home runs. I mean, they're they're the best hitting team in baseball, two seventy six. I mean, why would anyone say the bats aren't there? It just makes sense at all. Yeah, well, you know, I think I, we have we have really gotten spoiled. I think in the last couple seasons, um, and I think a team this good, when they don't do well or they don't do everything right, it's more, I guess, more noticeable. You know, when you see a middle of the road team. Um, I guess just below them, I don't know, like the Reds, who's kind of had their comeuppance a little bit, or the Mets. You know, when they screw up, well, they're they're kind of supposed to. The Astros have such high expectations, but what I love about this team is they're not worried about those expectations. I mean, their number one goal is to win, and I mean that's what they did. That's what they did yesterday. They just went out and just beat the snot out of. The Angels, I know the Angels aren't great, but good Lord, I mean, if there was ever a doubt in your mind if this team could do it, I mean, look no further than yesterday's game. Uh, those are super fun games to watch. I love it when uh, the Astros put a beat down on somebody, smashing home runs uh, one after another. It's just amazing. Uh, George Springer, home run leading off, first pitch, Home run in the second inning or third inning. I can't remember the second time he went up. And the third time, the uh, the guy threw him three balls. And I think one or two of them hit the ground before it went to the plate. And I was thinking, well, he's not going to get three. He's not even going to get a chance. But then the guy served him one up on the fourth pitch. Three and oh, home run, three home runs in a row. Amazing game, home runs everywhere. I, I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was a great game. No, yeah, that. I mean, that's how you want to go out. And I don't know if you noticed, but with that third home run, um, Springer briefly took the club lead over Alex Bregman, 
And then Alex Bregman, who had, who, who hadn't gotten a hit yet said, you know what, I can do one for you. I can do one better. And he basically tied them up. And so now they lead the team both with um, 39 home runs, right? Uh, Bregman has 39, Springer yeah. has 38. So he tied them. Right. He tied them. They were tied at 38. And then. Yes. That right. Is correct. So. So how do you feel? I mean, it's just. Are you do you feel like you're spoiled that they've won three in a row or is it just that they're so good winning the division isn't enough? It, I, I don't think it's too much to celebrate. I'm no. glad they did win it. No, but... I, no, I think um, if you. If the people listening got to hear anything about, um, got to see any of the post post game like interviews or heard Sparky or heard AJ Hinch, um, th- every one of those players said this never gets old. Um, yeah, I mean you even heard that from like the Yankees clubhouse. They were like this never gets old, and so I think a true professional um, is going to be excited about division titles. I mean, we're not talking about like a Braves team who won like what 10 or 12 or 13 division titles in a row and only went to one World Series or only won one. And I mean, we're talking about a team, of course, a much smaller sample size, but we're talking about a team that, excuse me, like I said, hit their stride and they're having so much fun winning the division. I mean, they can't wait. They were like, we got three more celebrations like this. That's confidence. That's hard to beat. And, I mean, everybody in their lineup hit yesterday. I think Tucker and Toro were the only two – well, Tucker, Toro, and Reddick were the only three that didn't get hits. But, I mean, Jordan Alvarez – Jordan Alvarez got four hits yesterday. He didn't, hit yeah. a, he didn't hit a home run. He hit two doubles and two singles. I mean, he's not – someone said it best online um, today. Alvarez isn't just a power hitter. He's a hitter. And he can get you whatever you need whenever you need it. And that is a weapon that a 22 year old has that no one can take away from you. You know, Alvarez has 97 hits. That's insane. 25 of them doubles, 27 of them home runs. So more than half of his hits are doubles or home runs. (laughs) That's how good that dude is. He's amazing. Okay. So you were talking about, or we were talking about winning the division title and you brought up the Braves. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes with my favorite team in college football, uh, Oklahoma. They've won more big 12 titles than all the rest of them combined. I mean, they've won 10 of them, I think. And a lot of people are like, but that's no big deal. I mean, like, all they do is win the Big 12, and then they don't do anything. They go to the Final Four, and they lose. But my answer is, like, I guarantee you, I guarantee you those kids that play football for OU are happy that they won the Big 12 title. I'm, they're happy that they have Big 12 championship rings. It means more to them than it does you. I can tell you that for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got to – I mean – you can't just say, oh, no big deal. I mean, really the only people that say stuff like that are fans, are armchair quarterbacks. And, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I would be jaded if if I were like a Buffalo Bills fan who made it to the Super Bowl four years in a row and never won anything. 
or maybe if I was a Rangers fan who went to two World Series and choked one in game seven with two outs. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> Yeah, they were so close. Uh, they were so close, but yet so far <laughs> away. God, they are such mm. the – I'm sorry. They are the JV team of Texas. Can we just get that out of the way? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so I forgot where I was at now. You're dogging out my least favorite team ever. But <laughs> but I'm – like I'm saying, I think winning the the AL West is a big deal because, you know, it. you don't win – your division every year so to win it three times in a row is amazing and i know it's a big deal to the players i know it's a big deal to the coach it's a big deal to the organization but i was just saying for me like i don't really need to i mean i'm i was happy but i didn't need to sit sit there and watch them get (laughs) interviewed and and pour champagne over each other you know i didn't need to see that I understand, but hey, if you haven't listened to Sparky on the 790, um, where you know where the Astros are broadcast on the radio, you need to look up Sports Talk 790 and look for the Steve Sparks post game interviews. They are absolutely hilarious. He goes around asking them, "Hey, does this shirt make make me look fat?" And they're like, "No, it's your four chins that make you look fat." And they just yeah, I think. Dude. I think someone tweeted that. Oh my gosh. He was like, um, someone, one of the players said, No, it's your cankles. And he's like, My cankles? I don't even know what that is. Man. Dude, it was, I'm serious. It is, it is worth the listen. It is worth the listen. But you know, I loved it. I love seeing it. So I thought it was cool. But hey, man, more power to you with the family. Okay, so just looking at these stats, I still have that same page out, but this now I have I do have the uh, individual batting for the Astros. Okay. And I'm looking at the home runs. We already talked about Bregman, 39, Springer, 38, Altuve and Gurriel both just hit 30. That's four players with 30 home runs. And Alvarez, we have six games left. He needs three. Is he going to get there? Um... I think he it's will. It's tough, right? Yeah, it's going it to be close. It is going to be close. I would say yes. He might get there in one game. True. Who knows? I don't know, man. Um, you know, Justin Verlander, surprisingly, didn't have that many strikeouts yesterday. So, you know, who knows? I mean, I mean, if he's on, he's on. But, I mean, Cole has – you're talking about Cole, right? Cole getting to which number again? No, I'm talking about Alvarez getting to 30 home runs. Oh, Alvarez. I'm sorry, man. I'm sitting here. Sorry. I was I was diving into stats while you were saying that. And I was on. I was dude, I know. Wheelhouse. <laughs> I got one strike against me, my bad. So Alvarez, I think he could get there. Um, I mean, people are gonna pitch to him. He's gonna get enough in experience pitching too. They're gonna they're gonna bullpen the crap out of these next few games. They're shutting people down. So I think yeah. I think Alvarez has a very realistic chance to get it. I do, too. I think that's it, though. And Michael Brantley, I know I'm going off subject because we're going to talk about Springer after this, but Michael Brantley, I believe I heard him say on the last telecast that I guess in the last month or whatever it is, he's hitting like 162. Really? And he was vying for a batting title, and now he is hitting 315. 
So I'm going to go up here and click last 30 days. Okay. And find Michael Brantley. 185. Wow. That is, that, that is shocking. 185 in the last 30 days. That is nuts. Okay. So let's move to topic number two. Okay. George Springer has played in 116 games. Okay. Bregman's played in 150. So 20, 30. He's missed about 34 games, maybe somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 38 homers, 94 RBIs. If he didn't miss those 30 games, you could possibly say five to six more home runs easily and maybe 15 more RBIs, which would put him at 110. 45 homers and 110. Would we be talking about George Springer as MVP if he had those numbers right now? I think we would. I mean, you know, obviously him being on the shelf for as long as he was and Bregman not being on the shelf, um, I, I, I think that hurt it. But – and. You know, the MVP talk was was pretty much the the topic du jour when the when when Springer was was in before he was injured. And so I think a lot of people are thinking that. And then, you know, once Mike Trout started doing his thing and all of a sudden Alex Bregman just kept doing his thing, now it became a two man race. And um I think Springer's easily in, in the conversation if he doesn't go out um with the injury. Yeah, he was on track to do it. He was at, – at the beginning of the season, they're like, who's going to be the MVP, Altuve or Bregman? And out of nowhere, it, it becomes Springer's award, and then he gets hurt. Right. But I would have liked to see it. And then we got plenty of things to talk about in the offseason about Springer getting re-signed, and we're not going to get into that. But so me and you both agree – Going and doing what he's been doing, if he wouldn't have got hurt, I think he would be the Astros MVP. I agree. I agree. I mean that there's there I don't I don't think you could you could argue with that. Um with that with that opinion. That you're accurate. Okay, so let's go let's talk about the first game of the I'm going to get my computer going here. The first game of the series with the Rangers. All right. Wade Miley. I don't – I can't remember what I was doing. What what day was this? Because I'm totally lost. You're totally lost. Let me go to okay. schedule mode. Okay. <clears throat> and I will I will tell you. So the first game against Wade the Miley. Rangers. Wade Miley was – oh, he won. Oh, I'm going way too far back. <laughs> Grinky, Bard. Oh, Miley lost right here. That was Saturday. It was Saturday against so, the Angels. So, so I don't I don't even remember what I was doing. <clears throat> but I was getting the alerts. And it was like, bzz, score, bzz, score, bzz, score. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't remember what I was doing, but I, I wasn't watching the game yet, but my watch was going off, and I'm like, oh, man, this guy's giving up four runs already. One inning, four hits, four runs, 
what happened? You know, I don't know, and I don't I don't think anybody knows. Um, you know, I just recently read an article that the that that um, Brian McTaggart posted about you know how Houston's concerned about Wade Miley um, because you know Robbie you know I've been doing that I've been doing that that series on Wade Miley all season and I think by now if there's a known injury that's involved with him something would have come out by now like they would have said something you know AJ Hinch isn't always like forthcoming with with information he keeps stuff close to the vest but he'll sometimes hint to things. He'll be like, well, you know, um, he kind of kind of said his shoulder was bothering him, or we noticed, you know, he was he he was he was changing something. So we've been working with his mechanics. But if you look at his velocity, if you look at his of his like, you look at his look at the chart of his pitch like pitching places, like where his where his pitches end up in the strike zone, it hasn't changed. Yeah. He hasn't lost velocity. Um, he's, you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I personally think he's tipping pitches. I personally think someone's got some film where they're able to see, they know what's coming next just by what he's doing on the mound. And he's even said he's studied it and he can't find anything. So I wow. think, I think it may be fatigue a little bit from the arm, but it's, you can't say that because his velocity hasn't changed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he hasn't fallen off. Like you knew something was wrong with Sanchez because his because his velocity dropped like 15, 20 miles an hour, and something was clearly wrong. And now he's out until who knows when. So Miley had a long string of games where he, he I, I called him like the guy that you can guarantee he's not going to give up more than three runs. Right. Like all season, and they <clears> gave up four once. And maybe four again, but yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he only gave up four consistent. two times. Yeah, he only gave up four yeah. two times. So super consistent, four or less every time, and three or less the rest. I mean, and then all of a sudden, bad game, and you're not worried at all. Bad game, and you're like, you know, he, this guy that you know, twelve runs, and he can't get anybody out, and then he has a good outing. And yeah. you're like, okay, he's back, he's back. And then, boom, it happens again. Yeah. I mean, um, it says, uh, you know, um, Wade, Wade Miley himself was, you know, quoting saying, it sucks, it's tough to swallow, but at the same time, I've been through this, you've got to keep working. And then A.J. Hinch followed up and said he's concerned because we haven't been able to get through this. We're going to have to figure it out. He's going to be really effective for us, given the time. Um, it's a difficult time to assess because he's got one start left before we got to make some decisions. And so, yeah. I mean, he's he's on the hot seat when it comes to, I don't know about being off the roster, but being at list as a starter. Um, I think you got to keep him in the bullpen at least. I don't know. That's, that's just my personal opinion. I don't know. I was going to say that, like, if he doesn't make, the rotation, I don't see him coming out of the bullpen. I don't see I don't see the positive <clears throat> coming from that, not the way he's been going. No, and that's I'm true. looking back I'm looking back at that at that outing, okay, against the Angels. Home mm-hmm. run, walk, fly out, single. 
ground out scores a run, a single scores a run, and then a ground out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He faces seven batters, gives up three runs, goes to the next inning, hits a guy, gives up a single, and he's done. Yeah. Yeah, that Urquity gives up a single to to score run number four. Then Urquity, Urquity, or Urquity, he gets the next three guys out. So I mean, it's Urquidy. If they would have left my Urquidy, I, yes, I know it's Urquidy. I, I typed Urquidy when my wife asked me what the guy's name was. Urquity, Urquidy. <laughs> so what I'm saying here is, if they wouldn't have put him in. What if they would have left Miley in there? I mean, he might have given up eight runs. I know, man. I can't imagine what would have happened had he stayed in any longer. Um, it was it was just tough, man. It's 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 tough to watch because, like you said, he's been dependable. I mean, he went was it eight or nine straight games of giving three runs or less, and that was the longest that had been done all season. Um, I mean, he still has fourteen wins. He still only has five losses. So he didn't right. he didn't record an outing, so it didn't. Hurt. I guess you know that's kind of an anomaly because those starts don't count against you as losses. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, who knows, man? Actually, he's fourteen and six. So actually, he did take the L against the Angels. Yeah. My bad. My bad. He, he did. did. He he wouldn't have recorded a win had it. Anyways, yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, so let me tell you this. Okay, I'm gonna lay it out there. Right now. You've heard it here first. We wrote down the L.A. series coming up after the Seattle one. Miley pitches game one. Urquidy pitches game two. Whoever outdoes the other guy is pitching game four in the playoffs. You heard it here first. Without a doubt. I hear you. I, I, would, I would not disagree with that. You know, um, is there enough time in a five-game series to, if they don't sweep the first three games, there's there's not enough days in there to throw your first starter in game four, is there? I would have to look at the schedule. I don't know. Yeah, someone posted it earlier today. I just don't have it memorized. I think it was something like Verlander would have to go on like four days rest. Okay. And then I also saw a story. I didn't read it. You know how- you know how you like scroll through and you see headlines, but you don't mm-hmm. read the story and you're right. like, Ooh, I heard this, you know, right. but I saw something that said the Astros fourth starter could be their demise. Like they're really good. And then that's when they get weak is I just read the headlines and I'm taking all of that information out of it. But... So you could, so you could go up three Oh and lose the fourth game and that's their demise. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I'm just throwing in the word demise, right. but I know that's their weakness. But right. You got a five game series. You've got so Verlander, okay. Cole. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're not guaranteed wins because it's the playoffs. Okay, but so here they it is. Should be at home, mm-hmm. and then Grinky's the third. So, but so if Grinky loses then that, that fourth game becomes super important, but then you still throw Verlander back at him. Yeah. So here's the thing. Friday, the October 4th is ALDS um, game one, then Saturday. Then there's a day off for travel, and then they play Monday 
and then there's and then they play Tuesday. That's game four. Game yeah. five, they travel would travel back to whoever has the home field advantage, and they would play on Friday. Yeah, on and then no, on Wednesday they would travel. On Thursday, October tenth, they would play oh, game Thursday. five. And then the NL the ALCS starts on October twelfth. So you definitely want to sweep the series. I mean, if you sweep the series, then you're done by the seventh. That gives you five full days before you have game one of the ALCS. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I always want to sweep, but you don't want to get stale. You don't want to wait, wait around too long without playing. But I don't know. That really usually doesn't affect baseball. It usually uh, the team gets more rest and the team is stronger and ready to go. Uh, so not that this was in our conversation, but it's Oakland and Cleveland. They're tied for the – or Oakland's up too. It's real close, isn't it? Isn't it I? is. Yeah, they have – They have. Um, they Oakland's have... up two and the other two are tied? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're – I mean – they just released it. So right now they've got the wild card game. Oakland's up by two and then Tampa and Cleveland are apparently tied. Yeah. So, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I know the last time Oakland made the playoffs, they didn't even have a starting pitcher for the wild card game. Mm-hmm. I remember they that. had it. Ra- they had it wrapped up and they used the starting pitcher in the last game and they went bullpen against the Yankees in the wild card. And I'm not an A's fan, but that was super annoying. Like, what are you doing? Well, like save this dude. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. Someone made a good point about Oakland. They were like, Oakland would bother me if we had a, if someone has a one game playoff against them, but Oakland doesn't scare me in a seven game series or in a five game series, because especially with the Astros, we're way deeper than they are. Um, one game series, whoever they play, I think they're going to beat. Um, but I think we, I, th- I think we can handle Oakland. I know they've they won three games lately against us, but I mean, it's Oakland. We got to remember they're not they're not the Yankees, they're not the Braves, they're not they're not the Dodgers. Um, they're still just the Oakland Athletics. Period. End of story. That is true. So, no matter who it is, you've got Oakland. They've beat us, what, four out of the last six? Yeah, they have. No, they have. I mean, they've they've had our number. uh, Let me see. No, six out of the last eight. Mm -hmm. Because they won three out of four, three out of four. Tampa Bay, they always play us tough. But the last time we had the edge on them. Yeah. And the other one is Cleveland. What I read about Cleveland is their pitchers are coming around. They've got some good pitchers. they got that Bieber guy. Yes, they even they even traded uh, the guy nobody likes to Cincinnati. Puig. No, the pitcher. Oh, the oh the pitcher. Yeah. Oh, um, Tyler, Tyler Bauer or Trevor Bauer. Yeah. So they traded that guy away, and that was that was one of their best pitchers, and they're still good. I think they're all pitching. That's kind of how they they've built their team, and I'm not really scared of them. I'm not really scared of anybody. You have a five-game series, and you have Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Grinky. I mean, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole. That should be good enough for two wins right there. Easily, easily. 
So I, I like our chances against anyone. I do too. Okay, so let's take a quick break from a word for our sponsor, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Rob and Will Howe Show. And we're back. So we were going to take a small break, but you had to put your son to bed. Yes. Okay, so you guys heard probably a split-second break, but it was a little bit longer than that for us. But anyway, let's get to this. Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Cy Young Award. We talked about it last time, and I believe we both said... Justin Verlander, are you getting settled there? Yes. We both said Justin Verlander. Has things changed for you? You know, they haven't changed for me. I just, I don't know. I, I just really like what Garrett Cole does. Um, I know I'm, I'm not in the majority of the opinion there. Um, and I really think they're one and one A. Um, but... After meeting him this last weekend, I got to meet him at a meet and greet at a local place called Fitterman Sports at a mall. It's like two minutes from my house. Um, signed autographs. We took pictures with him. And did I you told have, him. Did yes, you have to wait in line for that? I did, but there wasn't that many people there. You know, it's funny when you have to pay for an autograph, nobody shows up. When they're free, everybody and their dog shows up. And so there's about 200 people there. So we got hmm. the photo op, and when I walked up to him, and I introduced my son to him. My son told him he was pitching Sunday. He said, cool, I'm pitching Tuesday. And so we were talking, and I looked at him, and I said, don't tell JV this, but I think you should win the Cy Young Award. And he laughed. He's like, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. And I said, Garrett, we'd really like you to stay in an Astros uniform. And if I must, I will start a GoFundMe account to help pay for your contract extension because – we don't want to see you in another uniform, and he, he got a big kick out of that. So, I don't know, man. After meeting the guy, I was like, I know it's not a popularity contest, and it's not high school. Um, I just I just really like what Garrett Cole's done this year. Um, I think Justin Verlander edges him out in pretty much every scenario. But me personally, um, I, w- I don't think Justin Verlander would be robbed if Garrett Cole got it. But do you know, Rob, we discussed it last time, and we weren't sure that there was a tie. There was a co-Cy Young Award winner back in 1969. I wasn't even born yet. You know what? I wasn't either. Um, I was a gleam in my daddy's eye. Um, so actually, so we didn't know, but there actually no, was. So there, there you actually go. was. Yeah, Baltimore's Mike Cuellar and Detroit's Denny McLean both got 10 first-place votes, and they were co-Cy Young Award winners, the only time it's ever happened. So it is possible. It is possible. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, from, I am. Uh, dumb and Dumber, right? Yes, yes. And if so they would have married, me... she would have so, been Merry Christmas. So let me let me say this to you. Yeah. You told Garrett Cole, I think you deserve it. Did you tell him on the podcast that you said Justin Verlander should win it? I. Kept did, that information from him? Yeah, you know, come on, man. <laughs> I, I had to, you know, I was I was rubbing it, you know, I was rubbing elbows with like one of the greatest pitcher of our lifetimes. I think sure. I think he's gonna be one one of the all time greats when it's all said and done. 
So I saw the pictures you took and posted on Twitter and maybe Facebook. I, I yes, I did. Seeing them, he's standing in between you, I believe. Yes. And how tall are you? Five eleven. <laughs> Thank you. I'm five eight and a half. <laughs> five eight. See, I don't know. See, I'm five eleven, and I can't tell how tall you are, especially when you're standing next to him. Oh, he's he's. So, I mean, he's he's huge. He's like six four, six five. Okay, so I mean, he's a big yeah. he's he's a big boy. Big boy. But you know, um, Rob, I was I was looking at other at other races and there have been a lot of races. I was gonna give you a rundown real quick of some like really close races that we've seen in the past. Um the most recent one where Verlander was actually edged out. Um he got hundred and fifty three votes and Price, David Price got a I mean David Price got hundred and fifty three votes, J V got hundred and forty nine votes. And he was edged out of the Cy Young race in 2012. That was one of the closest races ever. Other than in 1987, Steve Bedrosian and Rick Sutcliffe, Bedrosian beat him by two votes, 57 to 55. So we've had some close votes, and Verlander's been there. I think, though, when it's all said and done, that Verlander will get the MVP. And what do you think is the X factor? Why do you think he'll get it, Rob? Or why do you think that's the prevailing opinion? Well, right now, 20, it, first of all, you said it last time. Mm -hmm. The aura, the mystique of Justin Verlander. Right. You, who's the best pitcher? Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander. That's the, everybody's first choice. You have Justin Verlander, 20 wins, no hitter, ace of the staff. But check this out. Garrett Cole needs 11 more strikeouts to tie J.R. Richard for the most strikeouts in Astros history for one season. In 20 starts, which is a big sample size, mm -hmm. 20 starts since May, which is super early in the year, 14-0 and with a 1.87 ERA, 202 strikeouts and 134 innings. That's what Garrett Cole has done since May in 20 starts, 14 and 0. That's unbelievable. I mean, that and, is like, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. So I see this happening and it's like, so you've seen things happen where, okay, this guy, it's kind of like what Bre uh, Bregman's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout posted those numbers. Here comes Bregman. Here comes Bregman. Here comes Bregman. So JV put himself out there in the lead. But, I mean, how much is this going to sway people? 20 starts since May. I mean, April's pretty much the first month of the year. So this is right. five, five sixth, whatever that is. <laughs> since May, 20 starts. He's 14-0 with a 1.87 ERA. 202 strikeouts. Hey, I just I just want to make this point. I don't know that any other show is going as statistically in depth with baseball as we are with using a five sixth reference. So y'all just remember that when you're listening to other podcasts. Back to you, Rob. Back to me. You're shuffling around there. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. So Cole, JV, Cy Young. 
I still think JV is going to win it just because he's Justin Berlander. But I mean, like, what if these voters see stuff like this? What if yeah. he breaks the record? What if he, what if he wins the net? He he's going to pitch one more time. He's pitching tomorrow. Or what if he has eleven strikeouts tomorrow? I don't know if he will or not. Well, I mean, but, so but that's amazing. Yeah, that's I mean, like fourteen and zero, dude. That's I know. We'll see. In August, um, Justin Verlander went three games where he had two he had two no decisions and and a loss. Um, that was Baltimore, Oakland, and Detroit. Um, Justin Verlander also took a he's like twenty and six, right? Something like exactly. that. Yes. He took he took a loss with a two hit with a two hit complete game. So No, true, true, yeah. So I mean like you can't even count that. Right. But he's got twenty wins and he barely gets run support. He threw a no hitter. He threw a complete game. I think Cole got a complete game also. I don't know, man. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. It is. Well, I I think it's going to be a fun thing to look at the results. If it's if it's truly going to be as close as we think it's going to be, um, it's going to be close. But let me ask you this. When is the last time – and let me just quiz you without looking at the stats. All right. Because I'm looking at them. All when right. is the when is the last time Garrett Cole has taken a loss this season? Well, I have fourteen and zero since May, so I'd have to say April. But I don't know, probably sometime early May. I don't even remember it. I, I, I mean, don't even I don't even know what happened. So his so his last loss was May twenty second. May twenty second, he took and, a loss. But since then, May twenty seventh on, he's gotten wins, and he's only one two. He's only given up five, like no decisions, right? Yeah. But in the, but get this in those five no decisions. Listen to this: fourteen strikeouts, thirteen strikeouts, eight strikeouts, fourteen strikeouts. There's only one where he struck out four or less. His I don't other, know, dude. I mean, his other no decision, seven strikeouts. <laughs> I mean, no earned it, runs. It honestly feels like Garrett Cole is sneaking up and taking this thing. I mean, I mean, okay. I, so, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. okay. So here's so here's more for for Garrett Cole. In in his no decision, Astros got Astros won three to one, but he got the no decision. Astros won against Oakland and Baltimore. He got the no decision. Astros lost against Cincinnati. He got the no decision. Lost against Texas, eight to nine, no decision. And then they won eight to six, and he got the no decision. So, Rob, he could easily have one, two, three. He could easily have four more wins right now. He should be 22 and five that's that's mind-blowing but should have could have would have he doesn't so i think people are going to look at the numbers they're going to look at justin verlander and they're going to look at this this old age aging not old but you know i'm saying like this like this stellar red oak of a pitcher which he is and i think garrett cole 
will be that same person 10, 12 years down the road. You know, he'll still be doing these things when he's Justin Verlander's age. Um, but that's crazy, man. He could have, dude, he could have 22 wins right now. Yeah. So that's, that's insane. It's just crazy how long. So that's the, the end of May, June, July, August. Yeah. We're at the, towards the end of September and he still hasn't lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's awesome. I, I don't know. I so, like our chances. <laughs> so they play Seattle two game series starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole pitches, needs 11 strikeouts. Uh, who's he pitching against? He's pitching against a guy named Dunn. And you said it's probably going to be bullpen games. This guy is zero and zero with a six, <laughs> with a 6.75 ERA. Justin Dunn, that's right, in one strikeout. <laughs> so we, so maybe he's only pitched once. I don't, I have no idea. So yeah, the the Astros have zero history against him. <laughs> okay, so this looks like Garrett Cole, who hasn't lost since May, against some dude that's probably only pitched once, some minor league dude getting some reps. Mm-hmm. Now he is their number five prospect. If you didn't know that, <laughs> you know that's fine. I, don't, I I'm not really scared of him. Oh, I'm not either. But. So what I'm saying is because you still have to think about the Yankees. You still have to think about winning. And I don't know who they're playing, and I'm not even going to look it up because it's 10 o'clock. But that looks like an easy win. Yeah, I think so. And I then I don't see why they don't win that game. But the bad thing is it's going to be in Seattle. And yeah, even, my, I mean, even my wife said something. She's like, oh, no. That means the game's going to start at nine. That's how knowledgeable she is. There you go. She's awesome. She's the man. I mean, she's the woman. She's the woman. The Yankees are playing the Rays. So the Yankees have a much tougher, um, I mean, and the Rays are battling for a wild card. So the Rays are going to go out there. I'm I'm assuming the Astros, by the the end of these next three games, are at least two and a half two and a half, three games up on the Yankees. So there you go. You got the Astros playing done zero, zero, six, 75 ERA. And the Yankees are playing a team fighting for wild card, but the Rays are also playing someone fighting for the one seed. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me ask you this. Did you happen to see the highlight of Mookie Betts throwing somebody out at third with the highlight of laser? I did not see that. Okay, I'll have so, to look it up. So look for that because it's brand new. I just saw it while I was waiting for you. And the guy said, all I notice is no one's there. I'm just, and there is no one at the Rays game. I live here in San Antonio, like the seventh largest city in the United States, and we don't have a baseball team. And you've got a team over there fighting for a wild card spot and there's like 50 people at the game now that yeah be, that's irritating. Yeah, be, yeah because they're all like 70 plus and they can't get to the game because they go to bed at eight o'clock at night that's what happens when you have a city in a retirement well, community well they're not even in tampa bay <laughs> right they're in some little town that's what like they i think what i saw one time is they're like a 30 minute drive maybe 
I mean, they're, they don't, they're not in Tampa. So people just can't go across the street or drive five minutes down the street to a game. But that's still no excuse. Right. No, no, no. excuse at all. No. Because just think about it. I, I live about an hour away from Austin. If Austin had the Major League Baseball team, whatever long that was when I started watching the Astros, I probably would have went to a game there, and that would be my team. An hour away, I've been to Houston six times this year. Wow, that's impressive. Six, I've been to more than six games, but I've traveled over there six times already. So, like, I don't understand it. I don't know why any – I could understand it if they were in last place, but you've got a team out there fighting for a wild card spot, and no one's even there. It drives me nuts. And they've they've got a they've got a solid team. They've got a team that when they when they play well, they're a they're a fun team to watch play. I mean, they've got some good young players. They got a great pitching staff. You know, um, but yeah, you're right. You got to literally drive across. Um, the 92 or the 275 bridge from Tampa just to get to some little peninsula, some yeah. little Florida junior Island to get to Tropicana field. That's crazy. I don't get it. I don't know even why there's a team there. I don't know why they were talking about uh, teaming up and splitting the games in Montreal <laughs> who lost their team. Cause they didn't have a 10. I don't get it. You have a, t- you have a town like San Antonio and I, you could probably name cities, other other than San Antonio that don't have teams. I don't right. get it. I don't get it. Either. So anyway, let's go back. Seattle, Garrett Cole against Dunn. And I do apologize, Mr. Urquidy, for saying your name wrong earlier. Why well, was I saying Urquidy? I'm just I'm just half asleep. It's okay. So the second game is Grinky. Seven mm-hmm. and one, three forty eight ERA. He has pitched 200 innings for the ninth time, which is very good. The only other active player, oh, the only active player who has done it more is Justin Verlander with 12. Verlander, 12 times over 200 innings. And Grinky will be facing Kakuchi, the rookie from Japan. Kakuchi. Kikuchi, that's his name. He, oh my God, I clicked on something. But he <laughs> is six and ten with a five-five-five ERA. He is two and five with a six-ten ERA over his last fourteen starts. He has allowed eighteen hits and nine runs. Eighteen hits, nine runs in his last six and a third inning in his past two starts. Yeah, let's. It, He's averaging nine hits and four and a half runs in three innings in his last two starts. He's 0-1, 6.43 ERA in three starts against the Astros. Sweep, sweep, sweep. No way we don't win these two games. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, you know, the cool thing about, you know, Grinky is he's overall he's 17 and five and he's got a 305 ERA between both leagues, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and why don't we just see who do you think is going to get to 40 home run first? First, do you think it's Bregman or do you think Springer? And let's say, why don't we let Jordan Alvarez go ahead and get three more home runs in these two games? That would be cool. That would be very nice. 
I'd like to see how many home runs this guy gives up. I know. Let's man, let's do it. It'd be a freaking slugfest. I mean, if I'm a betting man, I would say that Bregman's going to get one before right. Springer gets two. But who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, just Springer just hit three. And Springer's leading off, so he's kind of got that going for him. He's hit so many leadoff home runs. I mean, he is the clutch leadoff guy you want in the major leagues, hands down. I believe you that's name. 12. Is that 12 times this year he's led off a game? I think so. Run? I think so. Wow. That's why he's my favorite player. He's 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 amazing. My second favorite player is Yuli Gurriel. Really? Yes. I love that guy. Guess who my favorite player is? Jose Altuve. Yes. Jose Altuve. <laughs> because I'm We've because I'm taller than him. Okay. You, you, That's you right. like Altuve, and I think your second one is Bregman. Yeah, Bregman and Springer are pretty much two and two A for me. And then I don't know, man. I look, dude. I love the Astros so much. I freaking love them all. Well, maybe I not know, all right? of them. Maybe I, not all of them. I like Michael Brantley. Of... I like Correa, even though he's a weirdo. <laughs> I, I think Jake Marisnik. I like his hustling, and even my wife knows that. She's like, I like this guy. He really hustles. But I, you know, what's cool about my wife? I've told what's you that? before, maybe, is that she doesn't know the stats, mm-hmm. but some guy can come up. And she'll be like, that guy hasn't done shit. Why is he playing? So she knows. <laughs> she knows if these guys are playing bad. That's awesome. So she probably she probably tell him too if she met him. Yeah. You, why haven't you been why have you been hitting lately? Hey, you remember when I told you that I that I interviewed Miles Straw and uh Garrett Stubbs and Tucker? Yes. So the game will be on and I'll tell my wife, Hey, I talked to that guy and she's like, I know. I know you keep telling me, but yeah, anyway, you know what? Like, I see those guys on TV, and I'm sure you felt that way about Garrett Cole meeting him and talking. Yeah. To, but it's like, like those three guys. Like I sat in the dugout and talked to those guys and shook their hands and just like, it's like I'll never get to talk to him again because right. Kyle Tucker will never play minor league ball again. I, I don't think so. I agree with that. And so I'll never get that chance to talk to him again. Well, Wild hey, Straw, maybe. Right. Abraham Toro, maybe. Some well, of these I'll young you, guys. I'll tell you this. Um, we, you know, my son and I interviewed Josh Rojas before he was traded for Grinky. And I just saw a cool video. Um, he's actually doing pretty well in the majors. But some guys stack some beer cans in an outfield. I don't know if it was in Arizona. I saw that. And Josh Rojas hit like the top can off of the beer can, like I think uh, castle playing, or something. I think they were playing Miami. Okay, yeah. Okay, it, it that's said right. the, the, it was... the caption was the coolest thing that's happened in Miami all year. Oh, that's funny. I yeah. think that's what it's exactly. Said. Yeah, that was crazy. So I was like, "Hey, Josh Rojas." I was like, I, "I was like, Sammy, we interviewed him, and he goes, oh, yeah, I remember he was a really cool guy.' But man, Josh Rojas is top notch. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss seeing him in an Astros uniform." But we've got so many other people to fill those shoes. So what we need to do next year yes. is we need to get some press passes for the Round Rock game, and we need to interview these guys, but videos. Dude, we'll do it. Um, we can talk to them while the other guy does the video or whatever we want to do. But I'll get need, my video guy. We need to try to pick the guys to talk to that are going to make the major leagues. 
And when I talked to those guys, the one I was sure of, the one that I got was certain of, is the only guy that didn't make it. Mm. Force. I was going to say Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitley. You're like Forrest Gump. Like Forrest Whitley was really cool. I want to say that Miles Straw was the least cool out of the guys. Really? Really? Yes. I said, I'm going to try to make this quick. And he goes, the quicker, the better. Really? Yes. Interesting. See, I'm in contact with, with some of his friends and family through um, from Florida through my four-in-one page. Yeah. And I've, I've tried to get an interview with them, and I've not really gone anywhere with it. So, I mean, I don't know. Some people, you know, some people got their – they they got their thing the way they operate but what yeah i mean he agreed to it so so basically forrest whitley we have these high hopes for him but he's more been like forrest gump and like hi rob these are my magic Dude, shoes they take me anywhere <laughs> don't call him forrest gump because i'm not gonna get that out of my head <laughs> so actually like i told you he pitched that game when we went to yes corpus and he looked crappy but he's over there in the arizona fall league and he's doing pretty good against other like young stars so who knows yeah. what's going on with this guy? yeah yeah who knows i yeah i i really really don't know because um you know last year he did the same thing in the fall league um he just he has to he has to get over that hump these guys um that's why you have so many players that have all this promise around them and some guys just don't ever make it. And then sometimes they're the guys that nobody really planned on making it, making a splash. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who is yeah. talking about, who is talking about a Brayu or Toro or, or straw? I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, there was some buzz about them, but who was really yeah. talking about these guys being on a playoff roster possibly um, last year? You know, nobody really was. No, I know the, the playoff roster is going to change. From mm -hmm. one series to the other, a lot of these guys that are getting chances, because I think they're going to beef up the pitching staff for a seven-game series. I don't think, you know, Toro and Tucker all are going to make it. I don't know. So I, I know that I know it's going to change, but the pitching staff's going to be lower for this. But we'll see. I have to look it up. So the next series after this, last series of the year, Miley. Or Keedy. And then the next two, Saturday and Sunday, to be determined. Nobody knows yet. And I told right. you, I thought it was going to be Justin Verlander starting the last game of the season. I don't know what the date would be. And you said October 4th is the first playoff game. Yes. And when is – so how many, if you know this, okay, between the last game of the season – how many okay. days till the wild card game? I told my wife it's like either the next day or the day after. Like the wild card guys, they don't really get that big of a break. No, they don't. It is literally like um, the NL wild card is on October 1st. The last day of the season is September 29th. So Sunday are all the final games of the season. And then the National League wild card game is October first, and I think yeah Tuesday. the American the American League wild card game is October second. 
So they got to play their final game on Sunday, and then they got to play on Tuesday and then Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, and then the next game. So they play the wild card game. So then, whoever wins that wild card game, they play. Well, the NL. Yeah, they, they play, play on. Yeah, they have a day. They off, play on so, Thursday. Right. And we NL start plays on Thursday. Friday. Right. Friday, but still, that, that knocks out a, that that knocks out a starter. That really screws with your pitching. And I mean, I know everybody's like, "Oh, I'm worried about the A's against the Astros." Whoever plays in that wild card game, it it throws you off because you. I mean, you've got to really be strategic about using your using what pitches you're going to use, and you just kind of hope those wild card games go to extra innings and they have to play extra and use their pitchers and just make it a little easier on the team that's waiting on them. Yeah, I mean, you got a one game series. You, I mean, if the Astros are in the wild card, I would throw Verlander out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to burn him, but you. Right. I mean, you're. I mean, if you lose, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So, I mean, the the advantage you have playing a wild card team is they're going to have to burn a good pitcher, and their exactly. number one pitcher will probably pitch in game three or four. So, advantage team that's playing the wild card team. That's another reason to have the. Have the another reason field. to have the home field advantage, or that's the exactly. that's the. That's the, another reason for being the number one seed and playing a wild card game. Exactly. All right, buddy. Well, that's all I have for this. Yeah, man. Me too. Show. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for um, sticking in there with me, and it's good to finally get back on with you. Life's been a little busy lately, and so uh, we appreciate everybody listening to us. You can find us on Twitter, the Robin Wheelhouse Show. You can find us on Facebook now. Look yep. up the Robin Wheelhouse Show. Um, you like can it. find be the first yeah, person like it. it. Oh no, I Check. think there's four people. I think there's four there people that go. liked it. Oh man, we I don't are know moving what to put up, on dude. it. But well, um, we um, I'll start putting some. I'll get some audio up there, especially of this one. I'll I'll uh, share it with the page. Um, but yeah, check us out on Twitter, Rob Fontenot. Um, I think you go by at isn't it isn't it at 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 Rob Fontenot. Yes, that's all I could okay. think of. I didn't have a nickname. <laughs> and I'm, I am and Yeah, my name's scooter. Rob Fontenot at Rob Fontenot. You, all you gotta do is find me. I'm easy to find. Or call him Scooter. Um, scooter and Fontenot. Then, and then this is um H Town Wheelhouse. You can look up H Town Wheelhouse. Um yeah, man, check us out. Let us know what you think. Um give us some ideas for some shows and uh we're definitely looking at doing some more things, even as a playoffs, we get through that in the off season, you know, Rob, we got some, we got some big things planned, you know, I think coming up for the playoffs coming up next season, we'll do some interviews. We'll do some yeah. stuff on, on video. So. Can't wait. It's gonna It'll be, be awesome. fun, man. Definitely. So let me see Tuesday, Wednesday. So that would put us again at a show on thursday but it's going to be a late game so maybe folks will be together thursday night but for sure sunday definitely will robin wheelhouse sunday night strolls that's pretty much we're together every sunday unless something weird happens you can count on us folks we will we will make it happen robin wheelhouse sunday night strolls guarantee it that's right well i'm rob he's wheelhouse thanks for listening We'll catch you next time. Deuces. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.